Bats, and welcome to The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Thank you for tuning in. You've heard me say this before. This is The Bend, the outdoor show that inspires and empowers us all to do just that. Get outdoors. First off, remember, you've got the wheel on this adventure. So to keep guiding us around The Bend, get a hold of me anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or drop me an email at bendradioshow at gmail.com. Joining today is my producer and sound engineer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. I'm here and it's hot and sweaty in the studio. Exactly. There's not a breeze. And if we had the fans on, everybody could hear going in the background. And all I can think of as soon as this is done, we're heading to the lake. Loading the kayak. We are. Yes, are we? we are. You've just been advised. That is the next item on your agenda this is the one time i will not argue with you at all that sound means it's time for our spotlight segment our spotlight shout out today is on five fishermen who hooked their biggest catch yet on lake michigan nate wellman and his son jackson cole joseph calendar randy hughes and Dominic Farrells landed a 39.2-pound salmon while competing in the Tournament Trail Muskegon Open Fishing Tournament out in Muskegon, Michigan. The team wrestled the fish for almost an hour, and it took two men to lift it into the boat. The 39.2-pound salmon is the heaviest fish in the history of the Tournament Trail Fishing Circuit. It did not break the Michigan Chinook salmon record of 46 pounds, but still quite the thrill to haul that big one into the boat. Yes, Tigger. You are a fisherman. You're an angler. So what is the, do you know the dressing percentage? Because you said that's what, about a 40-pound fish. Do you know what that would yield in meat? I don't. You know what? I need to learn. I'm curious that. about that. That's, yeah, that's I kind don't. of interesting. Is it? Is a it great like question, by the yeah. way, because I know we always think about dress weight when we talk about our wild game. But when it comes to fish, I don't know the percentage on that. I'm going to have to look that I've up. I've never paid attention to that. Of all the years fishing, of all the times you and I have been fishing and grabbing fish and flying fish. But I will say, I my hat's off to these guys. I'm pulling in a 39.2-pound Chinook salmon. Kudos. I've gone salmon fishing on Lake Michigan multiple different times. Oh, you've gone fishing, right? Absolutely. Where, well, then why didn't you catch the record a few years ago? Right. I say this week after week. I have amazing fans, listeners, followers on Facebook and on Instagram. Everyone, you just keep sending in the great stuff, the good stuff, as Tigger might say. Love hearing from you. Keep sending it to us. Remember, you can like, follow, and you never know. You might end up as a shout-out or a guest on this show. Sit back and enjoy the news. Our first news takes us to Idaho. Idaho Department of Fish and Game said sockeye salmon at risk from high water temperatures will be captured at an eastern Washington dam to save as many of the endangered fish headed for Idaho as possible. Idaho Fish and Game went on to report that the water temperatures in the Snake and Salmon Rivers have been as high as 76 degrees, which can be lethal for salmon. Colorado Parks and Wildlife is asking anglers to voluntarily avoid fishing on the Colorado River between Kremlin and Rifle due to the extremely low flows and warm water temperatures. July 7th, the CPW placed a full-day voluntary fishing closure on the Colorado River beginning at the Highway 9 bridge and Kremlin downstream to the Highway 13 bridge and Rifle. The voluntary closure will remain in effect until further notice with a possibility of a mandatory emergency closure to all fishing if conditions worsen. 
South Carolina is asking for public input on whether state-leased wildlife management areas should be open for hunting on Sundays. The Department of Natural Resources has an online survey up until July 28th. The 1.2 million acres of public land in South Carolina are also used for fishing, hiking, bird watching, and other ways to observe nature. Hunters can use the public land during the season, but state law currently only allows hunting on Sundays on private land. Wisconsin. Devil's Lake State Park, Wisconsin's most visited park, is set to get larger. The Wisconsin Natural Resources Board has unanimously approved purchasing a 220-acre property for $1.64 million to add onto the park. Wisconsin's approximately 9,200-acre Devil's Lake State Park was created in 1911 and is the third oldest state park. There were 2.1 million visitors to Devil's Lake last year, making it Wisconsin's most popular park. Lastly in the news, outdoor grill maker Weber Incorporated has filed paperwork for an initial public offering. The company, whose products include gas, electric, and charcoal grills, said revenue growth was driven by the increasing adoption of an outdoor lifestyle. And on that note, after the break, Tigger and I are going to talk some more about ranching, conservation, and how the two meld together. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. Stick around for my crazy Aunt Beck. She's coming around the bend. In the field, on the farm, or in the saddle, we're right there with you in your pocket, on your phone, and everywhere you go. RFD TV Now, current ag reports, geo-targeted weather, live streaming 24-7, and our full collection of shows you love at the tip of your finger. At less than $10 a month, it's the cheapest tool on the farm. Download the app today and start watching RFD TV Now. Hello, I'm Shane Wolf with Wolf Auctioneers. Our family has been in agriculture for over a century and in the auction business since 1964. With our knowledge of the land, competitive bidding, and experience in marketing, we will no doubt reach the highest potential of your land. Visit our website at wolfauctioneers.com for land and equipment auctioneers. Under Dan 50, sold. I am getting wound up just like everyone else to get on the water. Cast a line, land the big one. So instead of telling the story about the one that got away, how about landing the keepers? The bite is on in South Dakota at Loeb's Lake Oahe Guide Service. Cast, wait, set the hook, and bam, reel in the biggins. Check out Loeb's Lake Oahe Guide Service on Facebook for year-round tips, tricks, and to book your next successful trip. Welcome back, folks. Yes, you stuck with us around another bend. And it's kind of funny when I say that, the bend, because it's kind of, in my mind... How did you come up with the name, by the, the way? Well, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be stepping in your show, but how did you come up the with bend the bend came up with the fact that I grew up on a ranch, like I talk about all the time, but the ranch was on the river, the Knife River. And there was a lot of river bottom on that river. And he grew up always saying, you know, 
what's going on around the bend. There's always a bend in a river. It's never straight. So did you play on the river a lot? I did. I did. I spent a lot of time myself and my brothers on the river. We'd take old tractor tires to inner tubes and use those on the river. It became kind of just always a fun go-to on these hot summer days. Any fish in the river? Walleye, northern, and catfish. And I can tell you, we catch a lot of great walleye, especially in the spring, the early part of the season. So is that where you came up? Sorry, everybody, that Beck and I are just kind of, we should have been visiting about this a few years ago. No, there, uh, you have the hashtag sometimes when you, because you have some beautiful photography and you haven't done this for a while, but you'll go hashtag life on the knife. No, life along the knife. Life along the knife. Very oh, close. sorry. Okay. Yep, you almost had it. Life along the knife is my hashtag when I'm referring to the ranch and telling kind of fun stories or just sharing some of the madness that happens back at the ranch. So, yes, the Knife River has a big part of my life. And what I was getting into this, too, is, is it's kind of crazy to think, Tigger, we folks have been hearing from me and you and I together for about six months now already. Over six months. Over yeah. six months. They've been yeah, sitting here trying months. to understand how, how these, Why? these two people when? that wear multiple what? hats. <laughs> right. You never know if we're ranching, cowboying, doing field work, fencing, and then at times having fun to do all this outdoor recreation, like Tigger just mentioned. I might have grown up on a cattle ranch, but we still had plenty of time to do that canoeing, fishing, and those other things that kept us, you know, motivated. And that, and that's why, I'm sorry, but that's why sometimes we say the power hour, depending that's upon true. where you're at. Are you listening to the band first? Are you listening to Ranch It Up first? Are you catching up on old episodes but the uh the outdoors well in in for you it was very i'm getting the sense it it was very kind of uh, i don't know if you want to say symbolic but when you think of the outdoors it takes you back to to the ranch to your childhood Absolutely. to the to the actual physical yes. the bend in the river the knife river that mm-hmm. is literally cuts through the ranch yard it does. I, much, it, the ranch I mean. yard sits on a peninsula. How much more could you ask for? Right, I mean, it right. is. It was brought into our blood by force. I mean, we've seen it. I've dealt with floods. I can I can relate to people that have wa- watched their whole place go underwater. Been there, done that more than once. Sad to say, but yes, the outdoors was a very big part of who I am and who my family all is. Because whether we were outside working with one another, working cattle, working fields, getting hay crops planted it was almost like a reward to go and do these other outdoor recreational activities but you know the the whole outdoors scene if you will um well let me just back this up a little bit because you've had a lot of really really fun a lot of fun guests oh, on, on your show guests. about the full-time rvs too yes i mean you have a whole bunch of people sharing their stories about fishing and all of these wonderful people. They've started businesses. And that's maybe we're we're talking about the recreational side of it. But there is also, because you and I, you know, we are full-time ranchers as well. We are stewards of the land. There is that that outdoor component referring to the conservation side that actually goes hand-in-hand with ranching, with cattle production, with grass production, with yes, the conservation, a, being a good steward of the land, and how wildlife comes into play with all of this. And this is something, and I think that's why the outdoors is so big 
was big for your family in in your outfit, was big for my family in our in our outfit, and then you and I coming together as a couple, it still is, even though we're ranchers and we have the the other ranching show. But this one focusing on the outdoors is because that also is a very big part of our life. And I'm not just talking the the recreation fun stuff. It's the the um, the biology, the ecology of it all coming together of of being able to work with what Mother Nature gave you to work with. You know, I couldn't agree more on that either on as well, because conservation, wildlife conservation, and, and a lot of times I refer to Tigger and I as agricultural advocates to the, the world, letting people know. We want people to know what our practices are, that they're good, mm-hmm. right. and that everyone benefits from what we're doing. We're very transparent about Absolutely. What we and, you know, this makes me think of, you know, when you think of ranching and farming, those aspects and people say, well, how does that meld into the wildlife conservation? I can tell you a quick story here. My dad started when I was just a kid. We'd take actual some of our cropland, some of our acreage and plant it just for the wildlife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take- food plots is right. what they're called. Yeah. And, you know, you did the same thing. Absolutely. There was some corn set aside. You did not harvest it. You did not walk in it. You did nothing with it. It was left alone just for the wildlife. And that is because we know, as being stewards of the land, that there is a harmony between raising livestock and the wildlife. Yes. Because it's all in balance. When when your wildlife is healthy and your populations are healthy, that usually means your grasses for your livestock are healthy, a.k.a. your livestock are healthy in and of itself. But it's it's a whole uh, harmony that comes together, and it's a balance. And if one of those is off, they are all off. So in the ranching world, in the livestock world, in the farming world, in the agricultural world, there is a, a very big relationship and crossover with when it comes to the outdoors and it comes to conservation and it comes to to wildlife and it just so happens that that is one of our big passions right that we have and that that was kind of how this whole thing started when i was like here you go beck bam you're you're doing this now (laughs) oh it absolutely is and you know it it never ends either because if you're thinking about it when we're out enjoying the outdoors whether we're out hiking on the ranch doing all these other aspects sometimes we don't enjoy the outdoors so much because sometimes i mean we're transparent but sometimes the mic is on and and people are really finding out how these two work together that's true that's true and then we find out later everybody wants to be a fly on our wall Yeah, exactly but you know rarely do we go out for a four-wheeler ride for enjoyment or a hike and not also have our eye out on being very observant on how can we improve our current ecosystem all the time, all the time, you know, Tigger and I, the other night, we took the four wheeler out just to kind of do a little cruise, check on the stock dam, see what the water levels were at the same time, you know, enjoy the beautiful sunset, but we couldn't help but also keep our eye out and say, Oh, oops. Okay. We see some noxious weeds. We did not realize those were there. We're taking mental inventory on ourselves on what we're doing and how we can improve it for not just our cattle, but also for the wild life we're very knowledgeable and understanding on what all of these various animals creatures everything needs to coexist so to back this truck up because i know we kind of all of a sudden threw a whole lot at you at once and had come in maybe have you going uh what are these two even talking about doing you know tigger and i sat back and we looked at each other now realizing how long we've been on the radio together and also had inquiries from you out there in the field as i may say which we really greatly appreciate keep sending these questions and comments to us but wondering how about 
us how does two, it work with our diverse backgrounds <laughs> how, we how does this work that two of you that are ranching cowboying doing all this outdoor enthusiasts hunting hiking kayaking rving even when we have the time how did you two end up with a show and become advocates kind of for everybody in whether it's conservation or agriculture point. very good point yes advocates for everyone and i'm I'm just going to kind of add this a, a little bit because a lot of people have been used to hearing me yap on yes. yap maybe isn't it, for, for several years now. But this is only step one, y'all, of really of what's coming. So between the, the ranching show that, again, if you, if you already listened to it or if you're going to listen to it here in another few minutes or whatever the case is, and your show here, back, this is just phase one crew. We've yes. got more. We've got more things that that are coming that are actually extremely exciting. Of how we are going to be melding our shows together. We're going to be doing some. It's just really cool. I'm excited. But be patient. Keep watching. Keep listening. Keep following. Uh, Beck, I, I compliment you all the time. Your listeners are constantly emailing, texting. They're doing all of that. So keep the communications open. Because what do you, what do you say? It's your your show, is that how you begin? Yes, I always say the bend is your outdoor show. You That's right. And if at the end of the day, what we want everyone to feel is that you're never too old, you're never too young, no matter where you are in your life. Well, you may be too young. Oh. I mean, I mean there, there's maybe a chance you may be All too right, young. fine. You're not walking yet. There, you're a little too, little too young. But regardless, there's something for everybody out there. There is, really. And, you know, even those of you that are dabbling or maybe have farmed and ranched your entire life but haven't had time to step back and enjoy the other aspects of it, I mean, we get that, too, because sometimes it's hard to pull Tigger away from the field. Absolutely. Let me tell you. Absolutely. But so what we, we have want grown to, to appreciate it. Yes, absolutely, is encourage, sorry, encourage everybody to take that time and feel inspired and empowered to do something maybe they're not comfortable with and try something new. Get outside. And don't be afraid to ask us questions either at the same time, because that's what we're here for. And we're really kind of guinea pigs. I mean, there's a lot of people <laughs> that, that have true. said, would you do this, do this, do this? I mean, we've got stories that we will start to share about the whole kayak thing that's coming up. And you and I have just absolutely fallen in love with the whole kayak thing. This is crazy. I've tried to modify these things and basically make a tank on the water. But So if you have questions or you would like us to be guinea pigs, that's what this whole thing is about, right? Or at least you a guinea pig. I'll of course it. it is yes we'll be guinea pigs anytime so there you go we've kind of rounded up added a little more than you maybe needed to know but that's they Tigger got to and know I. Us a little yes bit it's been kind of fun just to sit back and say hey this is us and you know what stick around we'll be right back with a little bit more of Tigger and Beck This is Sean McCoy with Mickey's Mustard. If you're like me, you love your condiments. So, are you feeling hot and sassy? Digging something sweet and zesty? Mickey's Mustard has it all. Mickey's is 100% all-natural mustard sauce made with banana peppers. And get this, it's fat-free to boot. Shop at Mickey's. That's M-I-C-K-E-Y-S. Mickey'sMustard.com. Ain't nothing like it, and it's straight from the heart of Texas. I love this stuff. I ate the whole bottle in like two days. Hey guys and gals, this is John Arman with Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV. Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV travels the back roads to the backwaters in pursuit of the ultimate adventure in hunting and fishing. 
Join Team UOA every week for exciting action in the crosshairs of the outdoors. Catch Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV on YouTube, Amazon Prime, and make sure to follow Team UOA on Facebook and Instagram to share in the Ultimate Outdoor Adventure. Pro Rodeo fans, watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with PRCA on the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the PRCA on the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. Folks, thanks for sticking with us. We are now making our final bend. And, you know, we're heading to the listener mailbox because I received an email from Beth. Let me read this to you. Hello, Beck. I am an avid hiker out east and am planning to do more western backcountry trails that are known for mountain lions. Can you offer quick insight on what to do if I was to encounter a mountain lion? Beth from Mississippi. Tigger, you're looking at me kind of funny at this one. I mean, I know. What would I do if I encountered a mountain lion? Remember, I would do something involuntary and messy. This is a family show, <laughs> remember? Saying, that's what I would do. I would and do. weren't you the one that showed me a video not too long ago? The one on Facebook. Yes, there was a mountain lion that kind of stalked the where hawker. Was the, that, sorry, the hiker for a where while. Where was that? I don't remember. I a lot of people are going to remember that because that had millions that of went views. That went viral. Of this guy was backing up the hill because mm, this. This um, cat just kept yeah, following Mama him. And it was a large one. To, so actually, a great question, Beth. And you know what I'm doing is, is I'm reaching out right now. I'm going to get Travis here on the line, but we're going to reach out to Travis Bateman. And Tigger, you might remember him too. He was I on one of our Travis. past episodes. Mm-hmm. He is from Badlands Search and Rescue. Travis, thanks for stepping in here. Quick question for you. If we come across a mountain lion on the trail, what should we expect or do? Mountain lions, most of the time, they're going to go the other way. But if you, if if folks, I'll touch on that real quick. If folks are to encounter one, you know, it's stand your ground, you know, make yourself a big target, not a big target, make yourself a big, make yourself bigger, you know, put your arms up in the air, um, hoop and holler. If you can throw rocks at it, that kind of thing. Travis, thanks again for that bit of info. And again, Beth, appreciate the email. Yes. Tigger's got his hand in I the air. I have a question for you. Yes. I do know that you have not encountered a mountain lion on all of the different hunts that you've been on and and i know that you go elk hunting have gone elk hunting a number of times so my question is this on all the different hikes the fishing trips the hunts (laughs) yes did you ever have a situation like this where there was another predator that came close to camp or was there when you go elk hunting in montana where the bears i'm just curious if there's ever been one that made you kind of pucker up a little bit (laughs) Thank you. That is a great question there. Okay. No, I he's correct. I have not encountered a mountain lion. And as for bears, I will say about, oh, man, it would have been like seven, eight years ago. I was on an elk hunt with my brothers and we did harvest an elk. Anyway, we had to leave some of the carcass behind because it was getting too late at night. So we hung it as high as we could. So the bears could not get to it. However, had to pack out Uh, We packed out the head, if you might want to say. Anyway, kind of creepy. We we stuck together very closely, made it back to our horses, got home. I mean, it was a ride down, you know, through the the camelback. So were you being stalked? What we found out the next day, 
when we went back to get the remainder of the carcass from our kill was that a grizzly bear, bear or sorry, a bear had indeed been stalking us in the dark. We found the footprints. Okay. For the paw prints. And <laughs> I'm legit. I'm talking like I'm showing Tigger right now. You if you can vision my hand, I have my hand open wide so that you can see that, you know, say you just bend your fingers op- open or sorry, bend your fingers closed a little bit to make an extra big oh, what do you call the pad of that that bear's pad was bigger than my hand. So you guys were kind of the next morning kind of sweat a little bit and went Oh, okay. This could have got real, real quick. Oh, we were doing a little bit about, but a little bit about what shaking. you said you were doing even earlier. You're telling the story. <laughs> you're kind of shaking a little bit. It's bringing I back am some shaking memory. because it was a very surreal moment. All of okay. a sudden, we realized I, I, this is serious stuff. And I'll be honest, you want to also laugh and chuckle at ourselves. Here's another story. When we were walking up to the um, up to our hung elk in the tree after we had found these prints in the in the snow we were actually singing like all four of us were singing whatever songs we could come up with in order to scare away if there was still a bear potentially sitting there waiting for us i know we're getting very close to saying fairly well but i have a quick question for you one of your favorite topics oh no i'm gonna ask you about snakes did you ever have any encounters with any rattlers or copperheads or anything like that on your escapades actually no great question but thankfully no, I have not crossed paths with Snakes anything. Snakes are not your friend, are they, in oh. any way, shape, or form? I think we have better topics to talk about. If you have a topic we should investigate or have a tale of your own to share, send it this way. Call, text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or drop me an email, bendradioshow at gmail.com. Social media, we are everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, follow at A with the Circle, The Bend Show. A huge thank you to everyone who came around The Bend, producer and sound engineer, Jeff Tigger Earhart, to Beth from Mississippi on her mountain lion question, and to Travis Bateman for stepping in to answer. And congrats to our spotlight this week, Captain Nate Wellman and his son Jackson Cole, Joseph Colander, Randy Hughes, and Dominic Farrells on landing a 39.2-pound Chinook salmon on Lake Michigan. As always, remember, folks, Keep sending in those adventure pictures, hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, everything. We want to see those around the bend pictures while you are out. We love seeing what everyone is up to in the outdoors. Miss this episode, by the way? You can find them all on the website, thebendshow.com. Thank you to our partners, Wolf Auctioneers, Ranch House Coffee, Mickey's Mustard, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV, Loeb's Lake Oahe Guide Service, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there that came along. Keep up with me, Beck, all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner, and remember to catch Beck if you can next week on The Bend. The Bend.